Welcome back, everyone, to the Richard Roper Show. Thanks to everybody, as always, who's been listening and downloading and sharing and tweeting and emailing me and all that great stuff. We really appreciate it. Uh, the Oscar nominations have just been announced as I'm recording this, and we'll be sending this out to you guys. We're going to get into all of the details about the process of the nominations, the snubs and surprises. You have to use that term. It's movie law. You must use the term snubs and surprises. All of that in just a moment. But first, here's your reminder. The Richard Roper Show is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. The digital landscape is changing rapidly. And to compete in today's online business environment, you need an experienced partner. Since 1995, AmericanEagle.com has partnered with companies of all sizes, offering web design, web development, e-commerce, mobile apps, and digital marketing to drive your overall business's success because they believe that today's online world is your online opportunity. Thanks, as always, to everybody at AmericanEagle.com Studios, the beautiful studios just outside of Chicago in the beautiful state of Illinois, where we've had sun about three hours of the last 10 days. But that's neither here nor there. There was no sunshine in Los Angeles when they announced the Oscar nominations because they do it before dawn. They always do this. They've done this for as long as I can remember. I think it's ridiculous, but that's the way the Academy does things. Uh, you get a pre-dawn announcement. You get two actors who go up in front of a small crowd. It's mostly publicists and some entertainment journalists, and they just read off the nominees. And it's kind of amazing in this day and age where other sports and other entertainment uh, entities do all kinds of huge productions when they're doing various things. And, you know, you think for the Academy Award nominations, they'd say, let's do like an hour long streaming special and show clips from the movies and have interviews with some of the prospective nominees and really celebrate the history of the Academy Awards, maybe show some highlights and maybe even some lowlights from past Oscar ceremonies. They don't do any of that. They just get two people in a room and they announce the nominees. Uh, I think they originally started doing this because that way uh, it would be covered by all the morning shows. Good Morning America, Today's Show, et cetera, et cetera. And of course they do with ABC doing the most coverage because ABC has the telecast, but it just seems like such an outdated thing. Uh, it does get a lot of social media play, so I, I guess in that respect it works. In any case, that's the way they're going to do it. You know, the Academy, as we have seen in uh, recent years, it, it takes a lot for them to change things up. And one of the things I guess they're not going to change up, at least any time in the near future, is the process by which they announce the nominations. So this year it was a, a very cool duo, by the way, Allison Williams and Riz Ahmed at the Samuel Goldwyn Theater, that's in Beverly Hills where they announced the nominations. So let's go through some of the uh, news stories that came out right after this. Uh, the New York Times did a stellar job uh, noting in a year when moviegoers return en masse to big budget spectacles, Oscar voters on Tuesday spread nominations remarkably far and wide. The blockbuster sequels Top Gun Maverick and Avatar The Way of Water, which have $3.5 billion in combined ticket sales worldwide, were recognized in the best picture category. Elvis, another hit, did very well. And then, as they call it, the newfangled everything, everywhere, all at once did very well. And then you also get, you know, your smaller films along the lines of uh, Tar and uh, films like that. Here's some of the totals for you. Everything, everywhere, all at once, which kind of came out of nowhere, but has been a critical uh, darling and has actually become a, a big surprise hit. And it is kind of batshit crazy. I didn't love it the first time I saw it, but I really did appreciate it a lot more the second time I saw it. 
everything everywhere all at once dominated the nominations for the major categories showing up uh, in the fields for best picture, best director, best actress, best supporting actress, best supporting actor and best original screenplay. 11 nominations overall, leading all those huge mainstream Hollywood blockbusters and critical favorites. Uh, the Banshees of Inna Sharon and All Quiet on the Western Front had nine nominations each. Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans had seven nominations. And Top Gun Maverick and Avatar Way of Water got those Best Picture nominations, as we mentioned. Let's... Uh, Let's go through the categories, guys, and uh, I'll have a whole prediction show down the road, but we're going to go through the categories. And yeah, let's let's start with some of the, uh, as you say, as we like to say, as I say, surprises and snubs, if you will. Brian Tyree Henry got a Best Supporting nod for his work in Causeway, and this is actually, I think, a, a terrific surprise. If you haven't seen Causeway, you should really check this out. It's a, it's a small, beautiful, powerful film. It stars Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, she plays a U.S. soldier who's back home in New Orleans uh, dealing with PTSD. She had a she suffered a traumatic brain injury. She's trying to get her life together. She actually wants to go back and fight because that's the place where she feels most at home. And Brian Tyree Henry plays a guy. He's a local man. He operates an auto repair business. And he becomes kind of an unlikely friend to Jennifer Lawrence's character. And what I like about this is it's not then becoming some sort of, you know, offbeat romance. It's deeper and smarter and and, and more resonant than that. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry's a terrific actor. He was nominated for a Tony. I mean, he's, he's, he's gotten some acclaim, but I think sometimes he's a little bit under the radar. So that was a surprise. Best supporting performance for Brian Tyree Henry and Causeway. Another big surprise was... Uh, Andrea Riseborough, who kind of came out of nowhere and won a Best Actress nomination for her work in To Leslie, which is directed by Michael Morris. Let's take a listen to a clip from To Leslie. How does it feel to win such a life-changing sum of money? Oh, well, I feel a lot better than yesterday. <laughs> what do you plan to do with 190,000 smackaroos? I don't know, maybe buy a house, buy something nice for my boy, you know? I want to be a good mama again. She blew all that money. Yeah. <laughs> Where's she been? I won the lottery. I was the one who won the lottery. I remember Leslie, don't you? Helen Raymond's little girl. Good Christian people raised you right. You ruined that sweet boy's life. And what did you do to stop me? So don't walk away. You can count. Tell me I'm good. On me. I'll tell you, I think this is one of the best and most authentic and searing performances and portrayals uh, depicting alcoholism that we've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, an amazing performance by Andrea Riseborough. I had, to Leslie, actually at number five on my list of the best movies of 2022. And again, it's not a film that made a ton of money, although it did, you know, did very well, and these movies don't cost a lot of money. But one of the cool things about... Uh, the tradition of the Academy Award nominations is when smaller films and smaller works and lesser heralded performances that might have been under the radar get nominated, then you're going to more people are going to say, you know, let's check that out. And of course, nowadays, it's easier to check that out. There was a time not that long ago, if something was nominated for an Oscar, it almost certainly had not yet been made available for home video in any form, whether that was DVD or on demand or anything. 
nowadays almost everything that's nominated within months of its release and there are some exceptions like avatar the way of water which is a pure theatrical release but most of these films and performances are going to be available or already are available for you to watch at home through one format or another continuing kind of with the theme of the smaller films getting recognized uh sarah polly who's an actor writer director activist just one of the coolest people out there just an admirable person and a, and a gifted talent uh she directed a film called women talking and it was among the 10 best picture nominees only one of the 10 nominees uh directed by a woman it was all waiting to happen before it happened you could look back and follow the breadcrumbs along the path that led to violence when we looked back it had been everywhere we would be forced to leave the colonies if we do not forgive these men None of you will listen to reason. We know that we've not imagined these attacks. We know that we are bruised and terrified. Hope for the unknown is good. It is better than hatred of the familiar. And we cannot endure any more violence. In the category of best director, she did not get a nomination. No women got nominations, but the film itself did get recognized. Now here's kind of a strange snub. I don't know if you can say James Cameron really ever gets snubbed because he's James Cameron. He has Oscars and zillions of dollars. But even though Avatar The Way of Water was nominated for Best Picture, Cameron didn't make the cut for Best Director, which is a little bit ridiculous. Now, first of all, there are 10 movies that get nominated for Best Picture and only five slots for Best Director. So you're going to have some Best Picture nominees that aren't going to have a twin dual uh, nomination for Best Director. But in the case of Avatar The Way of Water, everybody knows this. James Cameron's been developing these movies for years. He spent more than a decade working on Avatar The Way of Water, in some cases uh, waiting for the technology to, to catch up with his vision. There's nothing that's more of a director's film than Avatar The Way of Water. All due respect to the actors who do great work with motion capture and suits, and then they're blue and everything. But it's a director's movie. It's his vision throughout. So it's kind of ridiculous he didn't get nominated. Uh, I don't like to dwell too much on people who got nominated and didn't deserve it, but I will say I would not have included uh, Ana de Armas for Blonde among the Best Actress nominees. I think she's terrific. No Time to Die, Knives Out, Blade Runner, uh, the sequel, all of that stuff. But, um, you know, Blonde was just such crap, just such wretched uh, nonsense, just exploiting Marilyn Monroe's legacy and memory. And I thought Ana de Armas kind of struggled with the accent of Marilyn Monroe and got drowned by the material. So that was kind of surprising. Some notable news, if you will, it's the movie world, but in movie news, uh, Angela Bassett nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I think she's got a great chance of winning. It's her second nod after her 1994 lead actress nomination for portraying Tina Turner and What's Love Got to Do With It. But it's the first time ever that a performer in any MCU movie has ever received an Oscar nomination. Those are films that usually get nominated for visual effects, maybe some production design type stuff, uh, but never the acting. I thought Robert Downey Jr. should have been nominated for any number of his performances. His portrayal of Tony Stark slash Iron Man was awards worthy stuff but never a nomination for any performer ever in an mcu movie until now and jamie lee curtis who got a nomination uh, for everything everywhere all at once one of the 11 nominations 
Uh, that's pretty cool, too. That's her first nomination ever, even with all the great work she's done, Jamie Lee Curtis. And she's Hollywood royalty. She's someone that everybody loves. She always comes to play. But this is her absolute first nomination. Let's go into the categories. We'll go through the major categories, uh, the five nominees, and in case of Best Picture, all 10. But first, uh, how about a word about Portillo's? But first, Portillo's. They are known for their famous Chicago hot dogs with all the freshest and tastiest ingredients right down to the poppy seed bun. And of course, the legend itself, the chocolate cake. If you are hearing this right now, that means you are alive and you are near a computer. Go to Portillo's.com and check out their entire selection of stuff that you can get anywhere in the United States of America. If you are blessed enough to live near a Portillo's, then you don't have to worry about going online. Just go to the store, go get the hot dogs, go get the Italian beef, go get the salads, the chicken. They got It's all great, but the chocolate cake is the single greatest item of all chocolate cake items in the history of humanity. Am I overstating that? <laughs> I am not. I am not. You go and you find out yourself. Order it online, go to a store, or if you really want to try something totally unique, the cake shake. They take the cake and they smush it <laughs> into a can with the, with, I don't know what else it is, I guess ice cream and some other stuff, and then they put it in the blender. You know how they do that? Where they yeah. take that cannish looking cup and they put it up into the blender. Next thing you know, <laughs> it comes out and they put a cookie on the straw and you're like, oh my God, this oh. is the greatest thing that ever happened. This is a warning to diabetics. It may not be perfect for Good you, Lord. but for everybody else, <laughs> it is the greatest thing you could possibly have. Go to Portillo's.com. Find a location near your order online. P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O-S. Portillo's.com. Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, AKA Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. My dad believed in you. I'm not gonna make the same mistake. All right, that is a clip from Top Gun Maverick, one of the 10 nominees for Best Picture. And listen, you know, when you got 10 nominees, you have room for the commercial hits like Avatar, Way of Water. And as far as Top Gun Maverick, listen, it's a, it's a huge hit. I thought the director, uh, a guy by the name of Joseph Kaczynski, did a really, really good job of paying homage to Tony Scott's 1986 original, including that opening credits, uh, opening title sequence, which is almost a frame for frame, shot by shot. Uh, reproduction of the opening of Top Gun. Uh, Tom Cruise is a bona fide movie star, maybe the last movie star, and he had the star wattage turned all the way up. The supporting cast was was amazing. They, you know, they, even in the smallest roles, you'd see somebody like John Hamm. Uh, and then it was so great and touching for Val Kilmer's Iceman to have a, 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 probably the most touching moment in either one of the Top Gun movies, along with uh, the demise of, of Goose from the original. Uh, all of that really well done. It's it's a slick. 
a really well done piece of mainstream entertainment. The idea that it is best picture material, I think, is kind of ridiculous. And there's a chance, guys. There's a chance it could win. I don't think it's going to win best picture. Uh, let's go through the nominees. We've got All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inna Sharon, uh, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, the aforementioned Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans, we've got Tar, we've got Top Gun Maverick, we've got Triangle of Sadness, and we've got Women Talking. Listen, that's, that's, that's a solid roster right there, guys, and I think some, some of these films really touch greatness. I was a fan of The Whale, which is kind of a polarizing movie. I would have had that in there. I would have had uh, uh, After Sun. A lot of films I would have had ahead of Top Gun Maverick. Uh, looks right now that the favorites are Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, The Fablemans. And don't discount The Fablemans because for all of its talk of change and the Academy has widened and diversified its membership, it still has uh, a, a huge voting block of older uh, white male Hollywood veterans. And listen, I love the Fablemans, but Hollywood also just loves movies about movies. So don't be surprised if the Fablemans wins Best Picture. All Quiet on the Western Front is another contender. Uh, it's up for Best International Feature as well as Best Picture. That could be a sign of some widespread support there. Uh, I don't really see anything else. Maybe Banshees of Inna Sharon. It's, it's, it's an actor's film. It's a writer's film. Martin McDonough's films, uh, including Three Billboards, have done really well. The actor's in some of his films. So those are the contenders. I think with the rest of them, it's the, the classic, you know, cliche about the nomination uh, being the real honor. But we shall see. Uh, best actor, Austin Butler for Alvis. That was, we pretty much knew that when we saw the film, whatever you think about the film. I actually thought it was enjoyable as hell. Austin Butler does one of the best portrayals of Elvis, and there have been more than 30 on TV and in the movies through the years. And, I, you know, the guy's amazing. He's having trouble losing the Elvis accent. You might have noticed that at the Golden Globes. He's still kind of talking a little bit like Elvis, but it is really a terrific performance. Same can be said, of course, for uh, Colin Farrell, the Banshees of Inna Sharon, one of his best performances for a guy who's actually been around for like 25 years now, came up as the heartthrob and, you know, was as much in the news for his kind of having a good time off screen as his acting, but he's so good in the Banshees of Inna Sharon. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. Well, you didn't do anything to me. I just don't like you no more. You liked me yesterday. Why does he not want to be friends with you no more? Why is he 12? We won't call it quits. We'll call it the start. Brendan Fraser, as we mentioned, The Whale and a great Hollywood comeback story. And Hollywood, of course, loves comeback stories. Do you forget the feeling? People are incapable of not caring. Uh, 
it's interesting. I, I, as I said, I love the film. A lot of people have problems with it. Uh, I think it's a beautiful fable. I thought six months ago, Brendan Fraser was the absolute favorite for the well. I'm not so sure now. There's a lot of love out there for Colin Farrell. Uh, Paul Mescal, uh nominated for After Sun, another one of those very small and powerful films. I had very near the top of my list of the best movies of the year. And Bill Nighy for Living, which just came out recently. Uh, this is the film where he plays a guy who works in British government in the 50s. Uh, he's the boss of this bureaucratic job uh, department uh very closed off keeps to himself and then gets bad news about his personal health and decides to try to live his life and it's kind of very similar to a man called otto uh, which starred tom hanks i thought tom hanks might get nominated as well but bill nye he got the nod. i can't argue with that for bill nye getting the nod for living if only to be alive for one day but i realize that i don't know how do you think we should alert the police about? What would the police care? He's a couple of hours late for work. A couple of hours late for work. Who would ever have thought? This man, who until yesterday was living a shell of an existence. And I so very much do not wish to do so. Best Actress, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Ana de Armas, as we mentioned, for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough to Leslie, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans, and Michelle Yao for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Everybody loves Michelle Yao. Why wouldn't you? Um, Kate Blanchett's going to win for Tar. That's probably the easiest prediction. And we'll get into predictions that I mentioned in a, in a subsequent podcast, but everybody saw that coming. Let's do Best Supporting Actor. Brendan Gleeson. Banshees of Sharon, Brian Tyree Henry, as we mentioned, for Causeway. Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans. We also have uh, Barry Cogan for The Banshees of Sharon, And Kay Wee Kwan for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Another great comeback story. Here's somebody who was a child actor going way back to Indiana Jones and Goonies. And now nominated for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It's a, it's a lovely story. Best Supporting Actress, Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chao for The Whale, Carrie Condon, Banshees of Inner Sharon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Those are your nominees there, Angela Bassett, the favorite. Uh, let's just finish with Best Director real quick, guys. We've got uh, Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Inner Sharon, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Daniels. Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans, Todd Field for Tar, and Ruben Oslin for Triangle of Sadness. Uh, solid stuff. It's a little disappointing to see no women nominated for Best Director, uh, but it is a, it's a solid group overall. Some huge films, some small films, some actors who have never been nominated before, some groundbreaking performances. All in all, you know, the Academy does know what it's doing. You can always take issue with some of the stuff. People are like, ah, oh, Taylor Swift didn't get nominated for Best Song. I don't care about that, quite frankly. I think Taylor is going to be just fine. And a few other actors who probably thought they were going to get nominated uh, and are surprised and disappointed this morning. But overall, should be a good ceremony. The Oscars will be held March 12th at the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles. Jimmy Kimmel's coming back. I think this is Jimmy's third time. He's solid and reliable. I think it's a good choice. And uh, between now and then, as I mentioned, we'll definitely do a prediction show and, and give you guys a chance to give your feedback as well. As always, thanks to everybody who listens to the podcast. I'm Richard Roper, and we will talk soon.